Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Ellie Joy Panic. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the Twin Humanities group for any kind of time, you probably know um, Ellie. She's an extremely nice woman uh, that I've got to know of Twitter over the last couple of years. And um, she finally played Bloodborne. And when she was getting close to finishing, she she reached out and said, hey, I want to be on this podcast. I've got to talk to somebody about all this. So we, we sat down and talked about all things Bloodborne. And it's a really interesting conversation hearing a, uh, a really knowledgeable gamer come at the series uh, pretty late in its life. So I think you're going to enjoy this one, folks. I'll let you get to it. So, uh, and before I forget, thank you for, for guesting on the show. I really appreciate it. This is this is going to be super awesome. Oh, that's all right. Thank you for having me. Finally, like, now that I've actually done some soul stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because, uh, like, getting to know you on Twitter, uh, you were good friends with all of my Souls buds, like the CJs yep. and the Patties and the, and the Gavs. And I just kind of one day was like, hey, I'm, I'm sure you've played Souls games. Come be on the podcast. And you're like, actually, no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my soul's experience has come entirely from those guys. <laughs> so, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a bad experience to have, though. No. <laughs> what made you finally sit down and play Bloodborne? Uh, I had a huge backlog, and Stephen was like, you've got to play Bloodborne, you've got to play Bloodborne. And I was like, I'll do it after The Witcher, thinking like The Witcher's going to take me months to play, so I'll just like put it off. <laughs> and then I finished The Witcher way faster than I was expecting. And I was like, well... I still have time, like, before I start work and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to play Bloodborne. And I've, like, powered through it. Yeah, um, I was about to say, right. it's only been less, it's been less than a month, huh? Well, I got up to uh, the Mensis Nightmare in a week. Jeez, and then, that is a lot yeah, of powering through. Well, I, d- I don't work, so I could spend, like, 10 hours a day playing it if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but yeah um and then I took like a two-week break because I was at um Ligarius and Ebrietas and the Mensis Nightmare and I was just like I've hit a brick wall and I can't I just can't get any further with it so I took like a a two-week break and then I finished it the other day so yeah and and two of those are complete completely optional like you don't even have to kill them if you don't want to um but like I don't know if you're like me, but like if there's a boss in a Souls game, like there's no optional bosses. Even if there's yeah. like optional content, I'm like, no, I have to kill the boss. That, that's going. Yeah, to it's <laughs> it's been making me itch that I haven't done Abrietas yet. Like mm-hmm. she's the only one that I haven't done. <laughs> I'm like, mm, <laughs> I need to need to get everything. So she, she was so hard for me uh, oh that I was like literally uh, like like abusing the PSN cloud system to restore my save just because. I would drain hundreds of blood vials on her. Um, or actually at the yeah. time it was, it was it released. So you can only hold like 99 in your box or whatever. Um, so I would have the 99 and I would die, you know, however many thousands of times and run out of blood vials and instead of farming, I would just download my save again and start right, right back over. Cause I didn't like, I wasn't making progress anyway. So who cared? Yeah. Like, I think I'm on probably about 25 attempts now. Yeah. And like, it, I just can't get her below like 40% health. Like, I really struggle. I struggle to get her below about 70, and then if I get below 70, I make it down to about 30, 40, and then she just smashes me in the face. So That stupid yeah. charge attack with basically, like, no warning yeah. whatsoever, man. I, I hate yeah, that so much. Yeah, you can't avoid. 
Yeah. You cannot avoid it. And I looked like I was looking at strategies online because I was like ready to cry about it. And I was like, this will not beat me. So I was looking online and um, apparently you just have to take the attack to the face. If you try and dodge out the way, it'll do more damage. So like, I was just like, well, I'll just stand and let her run into me then. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, I'm giving her a little break for a bit, I think. And I'll go back when I've leveled up a little bit more and probably done a little bit of the DLC and stuff. So there's, yeah. um, there's a, I don't know if you've messed around with the chalice dungeons at all. Um, but there's a, uh, there's another boss fight with her in the chalice dungeons, except the room is probably, I'm going to say like 60% smaller. Uh, and it's oh just so much easier because like you just, you just stay behind her at all the time and she doesn't have enough room to kind of maneuver around like she usually does. So it's just easy yeah. to stay behind her and stab her in the butt. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've done I've done like the first two chalice dungeons, I think. Um, but yeah, when I when I heard that she was in it, I was like, oh god, I don't I don't even want to attempt that. And then, <laughs> like, because everybody said to hide behind her, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, just just get behind her, get in the fork in her tail. And I was like, well, I've tried that, but I just keep like sliding out. And um, I'm wondering if they've patched it out and like because uh, there's no collision on the inside of her tail, but there's collision on the outside, so you can't roll in, but you can just slide out when she turns around. So, oh yeah, maybe like, they half patched that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just it was frustrating. And then I got like stuck underneath her at one point, and I was just <laughs> taking damage because I was like under her butt. I just couldn't move. Have <laughs> you yeah, uh, have just... you got her down far enough where she starts using magic? Because that's the like yeah. the most frustrating thing in the world. Her stupid call from beyond bullshit. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> that's the point that I can get up to where mm-hmm. she's got like the aura around her. Like I can deal with the vomiting blood. Like I can deal with the the big slammy tentacle attacks i can do all of that it's literally it's that charge attack and as soon as she gets that aura i just can't do damage because i've got a skill build Mm -hmm. so i'm in no way shape or form a tank um so she just hits me and it takes off like like if she hits me with her tentacles it'll either one shot me or take off like 70 percent of my health and i'm just like why I love that Souls games make you say like the most like the dumbest things in the world out loud. Like I can deal with the vomiting blood and the slimy tentacles, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> like if you take that out of context. <laughs> yeah, I was I was sat in a cafe with my friend yesterday and I was trying to explain to her what the messengers are mm-hmm. and I actually did like the messenger noise out loud in a cafe and like did the little <laughs> raising the hands up thing. Um, I got some weird looks, but it was worth it. To totally be fair. worth it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just um, released that uh, some sort of action figure with the Bloodborne Hunter, and if you oh pre the special edition, you got like the little tiny messenger set. And I could not. Yep. By the time I got to it, I was it was all sold out, so I couldn't find it. And I was like, "Can I just buy the messenger? I just want the little <laughs> tiny messengers, please." <laughs> yeah, I, I had to resist that. I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, I need it!" And then <laughs> just <laughs> just had to lay off a little bit. But so yeah, I'm curious. Coming from The Witcher, uh, and I. I, I like The Witcher a lot, but um, my big problem with The Witcher is the is the combat. Like, I just I feel like it's not like I just eventually just turned it to easy, so I could just kill things in one hit and get to the good parts, <laughs> which was the story. Um, what was the adjustment like going from The Witcher Three with kind of a like a, a very strange and weird combat system to Bloodborne, which is like a very harsh combat system? So when I first started The Witcher, I sucked at the combat. Like, I bounced off it three times, so I I, I really did not get on with it at all as soon as the combat clicked with me i was fine with it and like i don't think i massively struggled on any sections i played it on like a medium difficulty and when it then 
when I then came around to playing Bloodborne, with it being my first Souls game, it was a completely new combat system to learn, but it was close enough to The Witcher to completely confuse me. Because <laughs> it's a very... In the sense of you lock on, you dodge roll, and you attack. Like, I played a very similar build in The Witcher to what I played in Bloodborne. I was, like, highly aggressive and really quick, and I would get um, get perks back from hitting things. So I had, like, a high adrenaline build and stuff. Um, and, yeah, it was really strange because I was, like, trying to go in with the overshield, like the Quen shield that you get in The Witcher. Yeah. And realizing that you don't have that. If you if you take a hit in Bloodborne, that's it. You kind of screwed. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty so much. So it, it took me... Pff, I remember I spent a night, like, screaming at the TV um, because I couldn't get past the, the, like, the horde of dudes with torches right near the start because yeah, with the big bonfire I was, right next to him yeah so mm-hmm. i was going in with a witcher mentality and being all like i can just run in and like take all these guys on at once and punch them all in the face and in actual fact if one of them hit me i died so <laughs> um so i have a small confession to make i did get steven to get me through that part and then through to the the shortcut mm-hmm. because like on the top of the bridge because i was just like ready to give up at that point because i when I get past those guys, I would then get hit by the angry troll brick man um, on the other side, and then I'd get ambushed by the dogs. And it was like I was finding the obstacles difficult, and then to make it past one and then get taken down by the next one, it was frustrating. But to make it past two and get taken down by the third one, it was like, why is this game doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> so going in with that that strange mentality from the witcher's slightly quirky combat system did not help in the slightest. Um, <laughs> How long did you think, think it took you before you clicked, before you started feeling like you were kind of mastering the combat system in Bloodborne? Um, I know the definitive moment where I was like, like, holy shit, I can do this now was in Gascoigne. Um, but I didn't feel like I could just do it, like muscle memory do it until after the Blood Starved Beast. Because in Gascoigne, I was like, he was the first hunter I'd come across. I was so confused and just like, uh, we had, we had friends around and I was like, I I got in from being out somewhere and I was like, I'm going to play Bloodborne for a bit. And, um, my husband and his friends were playing board games at the table and I was just sat in like, in front of the TV, just screaming at at Gascoigne (laughs) because I was just so wound up. I mean, in the end, it only took me, I think like 12 attempts or something mm-hmm. which isn't too bad but i was just i i could manage the first phase and then he went into the the rolling lunge attacks in the second phase and i was just like fuck you just like <laughs> screw you um so once, once to, i got past uh, that like perium and everything like were you trying to use your your parry ability or were you just trying to dodge and, and attack <laughs> so like 40 hours into this game i still can't parry <laughs> <laughs> it's no shame in i'm that at awful all. No at it because like <laughs> It's, I, I understand that it's like when the attack reaches a point of no return, you shoot them and it staggers them. Like, I, I understand that and I watch people do it and I'm like, yeah, that's when you parry. That's when you do that. I try and do it myself and it just does not work in the slightest. So I did a few really good runs on him, actually, where I I'd got him down to about 50% health and I like triggered a combo before he went into phase two. So I, I basically, I'd managed to skip phase two and I would um, like visceral him into his beast phase. And like, he, yeah, he then just smashed me in the face quite hard. Um, 
but it, it worked. That was how I was trying to do it. And then I just had a run where I avoided all of his attacks for like the first 50% of his health. And then just, I didn't even use the music box. I think on the time where I beat him because I tried using it and it went wrong because he was like still, he was mid attack or something. So it just didn't trigger. Mm-hmm. And the relief when I finally got past him was just amazing because I've been trying for like a couple of nights. He was definitely my, like, the real sticking point that took me the longest to get past, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, like overall, there were bosses that took me more attempts, but he was the one where I was, I was getting so wound up doing it that I had to take a break and then I'd go back to it a few hours later and then I'd take a break again. <laughs> so that's that yeah. soul's experience. Like that's the, that's what I think a lot of people come to these games for is to, yeah. to have that sense of accomplishment to go like, I did it. Like the game didn't give me a single inch. I had to earn every single, you know, bit of his health that I was chipping away at. Um, and, and I did it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm done with it. Now I have yeah, to do it at soul level one. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the satisfaction of when he, like that blunderbuss attack that he does, where he just like blasts you, um, when you learn to avoid that, I was like, yeah, I can, I can just dodge around these now. And he was like trying to shoot at me and rolling around and getting stuck in the gravestones. And I was like, that's exactly what I was doing six hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was great. Like suddenly not having to think about what I was doing. I was just learning how to avoid the attacks because I'm, I'm terrible for dodging backwards. I think that's a really bad habit that the Witcher teaches you. You, you dodge backwards out of the way of attacks because they have like a um, like a cone attack in front of them. You can't get underneath it because they're not enormous. Whereas in Bloodborne, you have to roll through the attacks, don't you? Mm-hmm. You go like under their arms and stuff. And that was the worst habit to break. Because even now, I still try and dodge backwards and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know better. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Murgo's Wet Nurse, I was like, I kept trying to move backwards out the way of the stabbing like thing that it does and i was just taking so much damage from that but yeah that that (laughs) dodging forward thing is something that um like there's a little bit of that in the previous souls games but it's really something that's quintessentially bloodborne uh because of the monsters get so big like a lot of dark souls is you know get behind it stab it in the butt and uh bloodborne (laughs) is like that too but um you know, it's not, it wasn't until Dark Souls 3 that they started, like, programming enemies to defend against that. Like, uh, one of the first enemies in Dark Souls 3, like, you try to go around, just loop around, and he just, like, over his shoulder bashes you with a shield. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you guys you guys have gotten way smarter. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that dodging forward thing, especially when locked on, just, like, it, it was really hard for me to learn as well. Like, it just doesn't make yeah. sense in my brain. I'm like, I don't want to get closer to the enemy. That seems like the dumbest thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like, trying to do the, the cleric beast. Right at the start, I was like, okay, he's got, like, big, really long arms. <laughs> so, obviously, it's common sense. If you dodge backwards, he's still going to be able to reach you. So, I was like, right. So, the key is to stay underneath them, but try not to get stomped on. So that was my general technique as I went through. Obviously, the hunters are a whole other just mind melt. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the big monsters, I was like, right, if I like get right underneath them, then generally their attacks can't hit me. So yeah, but it was like just getting through them was the best feeling in the world. And I'd come out like shaking from the other side and <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. Um, 
But like speaking of the the Dark Souls bosses, uh, a friend of mine's just gone from Bloodborne was his first one, I think, and then he's gone on to Dark Souls three. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a conversation the other day about how um, German in Bloodborne winds up his attacks, and he like takes ages, and then he's just like slash slash slash, and you're dead. Like he goes so quickly once he actually powers up his attack. Um, and I've not done him yet. But like he's on he's on the agenda. He's gonna he's gonna go down soon. But um, yeah, it's it's dodging those attacks because I can dodge fine if if I can see the projected attacks. I'm like right, I can roll out the way. But it's because you don't know when it's coming because he takes so long to wind up to it. And uh, my friend was saying that's exactly how Dark Souls Three is coming out of Bloodborne because the the bosses are way slower because there's no like aggression system. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how I'll cope with those because I am an aggressive player. (laughs) And something that they've started doing with the bosses is, uh, and they started this with Bloodborne to an extent, um, the end boss of the DLC is specifically the one I'm thinking of where they, um, they'll do the same windup, but sometimes they'll do a two hit combo. Sometimes they'll do like a 17 hit combo (laughs) and like everything in between. And it makes you, it's frustrating because you can see the windup and you're like, okay, I know that I can dodge around it and I can attack after he does it two times. And so you dodge around and he doesn't stop after two and you're just screwed. Like you're just getting, you know, basically yep. like Marvel versus Capcom juggled in the air from these bosses and have, you can yeah. do nothing about it. Yeah. So it makes I'm, it, I'm makes not it ready difficult. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll like, I think you'll like Dark Souls three. If you go, if you go to it, I think you, as an aggressive player, I think it's going to reward that, especially if you do like a, a big, huge weapon to, to get aggressive with. Yeah. I mean, I always, I've always gone for the quick weapons. So when like I was, um, I've kind of like tweeted my experience of Bloodborne as I've been going through because it's been quite interesting to chat to people about it. Um, and when I was doing Gascoigne, I was like tweeting saying this guy is like a super dick. Like I'm really struggling with him. And people were like, oh, what weapon are you using? Why don't you try using the axe and stuff? I was like, yeah, I'm using the cane whip. Um, and literally everyone I spoke to was like, yeah, you made a bad decision there for the start of the game. <laughs> but I went through until um, until the end of the Mensis Nightmare. I went through the whole game with the, the cane whip. And I only got the Blades of Mercy um, after defeating Mikalash. So I've done the whole game on one weapon. <laughs> um, I tried other ones, but they were just a little bit too slow for me. I'm very much a, I need you to hit fast now, please, so I can get away again. <laughs> I love the I love the cane whip. Like I'm uh, that was my first build uh, as well. Like I was I've always done dex builds and, and dark souls as my yeah. first runs and um or skill in Bloodborne rather. And uh, yeah, as soon as I saw the whip and I saw that cool like transform thing where he basically like taps it, the dude like taps it on the ground. I was like, yep, that's my weapon. Yep. Like, I, <laughs> I played a lot of Ivy and Soul Calibur, so this is definitely the thing that I'm going to use. Like I'm I'm all the way into it. Uh, and uh, it's the thing about it, like people rag on that weapon a lot, but I think one of Bloodborne's strengths is that every single weapon is pretty much equal to the rest. Like there's no crappy weapons. Uh, Dark Souls is yeah. real bad about giving you 10 different versions of a, of a broadsword, but B- Bloodborne's weapons are so unique, especially with the transforms system that, you know, you can make, you can get value out of every single one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, I did try a couple of the other ones. Um, I had to go with the source sphere, uh, which I quite liked. It was just, it was just a little bit slow, but like the ones, the other ones that I've tried, they all do the same amount of damage over time. I think mm. that's the thing. Like, yeah, they might do way slower attacks for like the, the great swords and things, but they will hit like a freight train when they do actually connect. Um, 
but I'm just not very good at timing things and I'm really impatient as well so like the cane whip was just perfect for me and even when it's on its whip mode I'm like no you're too slow um <laughs> which is why I love the blades of mercy they're just great because I'm dodging all the time as well so you do like a little dodge swipe and it like deals extra damage and stuff I'm like okay that's cool that's fine um, <laughs> yeah the blades of mercy are, are, are such a cool weapon um I, oh, I, so I, I played a lot with them when I, on my skill build and man like it was they're, they're a lot of fun the thing that I found with doing like a skill build though, is that you, you can't hit hard enough over a short amount of time. Um, if that makes sense, like, like trying to take down the, uh, the winter lanterns, somebody said like, Oh yeah, I just hit them twice and they die. And I'm like, yeah, I have to do it like six, or seven times. And by that time they've already grabbed me and I'm like, Ugh. so I think that's the only, the only downfall with the, the quicker weapons is that they haven't got that instant punch that you sometimes need. Mm -hmm. so i'm just i'm trying to work out at the moment how to get that like get that level of damage in a short amount of time um with a different weapon i think because i need that when i'm exploring (laughs) (laughs) a lot of times too if you've uh if you've been playing around with the weapons at all um like the transform combos that you can do like if you hit your l1 in the middle of a combo a lot of times that that actual hit that it does as it transforms will do more damage depending on the weapon so like sometimes you can get like two hits in and then do a transform and that'll be a big third hit um i think the blades of mercy are like that it's been a while since i played with them though but uh like the 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 more you dig into that combo system like the better it gets for me like i just i love all of those weapons so much they're so good i I still have no idea how to do the transform combos because i'll be like attacking away and i'm like (laughs) yeah punch punch transform it'll just like do a little cane tap on the floor and i'm like that's not what I asked for. Like, <laughs> like, why can't you attack and do that? Like, why can't you like swing the whip out as you're attacking? And yeah, it just, I just stick to what I know because if I try and do different things, I struggle. Like, mm-hmm. um, I one of my best and worst memories I think of going through Bloodborne was uh, doing the Bloodstarved Beast, and I had my husband screaming at me on the sofa next to me, like, "Why can't you do this? You need to be doing this thing." And I'm like, "I'm trying to do it," but it's the <laughs> It was concentrating on like dodging and using the antidote and then like punching and then dodging again and staying out of the walls. And I was like, like women are meant to be able to multitask and I just could not do it with Bloodborne <laughs> at all. <laughs> when it was when I had to concentrate on all these different things on certain bosses, I just I think that's where I, I struggle. When there's too much going on and I'm having well, early on anyway, I was really finding it difficult to like same with Gascoigne. Avoid his lunge attacks, avoid his gun, avoid the gravestones. Like it's there's so many different techniques involved and it was just incredibly confusing going into it at the start. And they overwhelm you too. Like a lot of the bosses are basically screaming at you the entire time you're fighting them, on top of like <laughs> the huge orchestral music. So it becomes a thing of like, okay, like I have to tune that stuff out, but it's it can be really difficult yeah. when like the blood starved beast like skin is flailing everywhere as a visual distraction and then also oh, screaming yeah. at you at the same time. Like a lot of that visual clutter is is like I like it. Like I think it's cool, but like it's it makes it hard to fight a boss. Yeah, well Stephen was sat next to me going, Avoid his poison attacks, avoid his attacks, and I'm like, his back skin is distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like flapping around everywhere. And I was like, I can't see where it is because the back skin's in my, eyes. Skin is in my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That can go on the list of things that I would never normally say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's gonna be a whole list after the end of this podcast of things that yep. would sound extremely weird out of context. <laughs> oh yes. But yeah, like there's there's all sorts like that. And I think the only one that wasn't visually like or like the only one that didn't have that onslaught of like on the senses was um Mergo's wet nurse I think 
Um, because it was just the one, I mean, other than when it pulls another one in, it was just the one enemy. And when it does the darkness, it's a bit disorienting, but there's like no music to it apart from the creepy music box. And it was, it was a really eerie fight. I think like it surprised me when I went into it. I was like, Oh, this one is not as dramatic as normal, but it's really, really creepy. Um, but yeah, that one, that one was an interesting fight. I, I did it. I think I did it second attempt, mm-hmm. but it, the only, the only reason I failed the first time around was because in the darkness, I got pinned in the corner by the two of them and they were doing like the rush attacks at me. And I was like, <laughs> please just let me out. Um, but yeah, like that one was really difficult to telegraph sometimes. Like I could see when it was doing the, the jabby attacks and the swiping ones, it was when it did that weird flail with all of its legs just in every direction. I was like, oh, you're doing that now. I'll just go and stand over here and wait for you to finish. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that over there. I'm going to come over here and I'm just going to come over there and hit you when you're done, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but like that one, it was, it, that one was a really strange fight. It, it felt like a, um, as what was technically the last boss, like if you go for the waking up at sunrise ending, mm-hmm. like it was a very strange last boss. Which is why I feel really unfulfilled that I haven't got the true ending because I'm like, well, I want a proper big boss battle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> German is one of my favorite bosses in that game and across all Souls games, I think he's probably one of the best final bosses, um, including Dark Souls 3. Like the culmination of fighting German where he's just like you, right? Like that's the cool thing about that fight. Is yeah. He's, he's just another hunter and for the most part, he obeys the rules. Like the... The other hunters in the game sometimes like are kind of frustrating because it seems like they have infinite ammo or they have like oh. infinite stamina or, or whatever. Like, I, how can you compete? <laughs> like, you don't have any bars. Yep. <laughs> like, I have bars that I have to work with over here. Uh, and German's kind of like that in some things, but like m- for the most part, he's he's not a very difficult boss, but he's just good. And I think that's something that's yeah. really important. Uh, and then then they take that in the DLC and they they just fucking run with it because the last two bosses in the DLC are just like German on steroids, and it's great. um yeah german is from from what i've attempted of him he's just got like i've i've always struggled with the hunters throughout the game i've really struggled with them and he's just he he plays exactly how i do he backs off and he waits and then he'll charge in with attacks and i'm like please just play like like play like Gascoigne. be really aggressive (laughs) i just need you to like get all up in my grills so i can move away and kind of yeah, um, but some of them have caused me such a problem throughout the main game, like the one on the bridge in the in the Mensis Nightmare with his little his little killing spray. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I think it's called a Rosarius. Is the that weapon you can you can actually get it and spray? It's not yeah, I, great. I think I've got like, it. Yeah, but it's like so I'd, I'd get him down to like twenty percent health, and he'd just be like and just kill me, and I'm like, how? <laughs> I've been like slighting <laughs> you with like huge weapons and you just spray a bit of like air freshener on the floor and it kills me and i'm like thanks stop freezing me man come on what are you doing yeah. <laughs> and then the one where there's in the um oh god in like the first nightmare does it have a name or is it just called the nightmare um there's the nightmare frontier which is the first yes. one yeah yeah and, they, and you come yeah, across one- like two of them at that time i think yeah, I don't know how I actually managed to do that in the end, but I think I baited one forwards and knocked him into the poison. Yep. Like, I just knocked him off the edge. <laughs> and then the other one didn't come to get me. It was very strange. I, I think it might be because 
I'd baited him too far away to trigger the other one. But yeah, they caused me such a problem to start with. And um, there was another one as well. The trio it was just, in uh, Yahara Ghoul is always like the that that, that, that those three the oh one with God. the big huge yeah yeah they're, they're so frustrating. I well I could see like is the two of them on the floor or is there one on the stairs and then one right at the back and one in the middle? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, so I think I I tried to pull one in and ended up getting all three, but I didn't realize that there was three. <laughs> that sounds about right yeah they all just kind of like jumped on me and i was like oh this was a bad idea um so i've not been back there i'd actually forgotten about those um because i got so cross with that area like towards the end um because you know when the when the amygdalas are there and like everything's kind of changed up it was when uh there's all those hags like on on the one of the really high up sort of like garden areas mm-hmm. uh, i really struggled to get past that bit because i i can't deal with lots of enemies like i really struggle with lots of enemies even like farming the uh the dudes in the lecture building i struggle with those because i can't hit hard enough to kill them in one hit so i'll do a swipe and it'll take off like a, a third of their health and i'm like please die <laughs> i just need you all to die now um yeah that the yeah. ghoul area is frustrating because it does it does one of my least favorite modern from software games, which is force you to run through an area. Like it's just the way they position those, those bell maidens. Um, like you, you have Ugh. to get to them and kill them and they're just, there's more overlapping them. So they're going to be just summoning a complete, like a stream of enemies for you to kill that are pretty tough. Like that's a pretty yeah. tough area. Like you take some time to get, kill one of them. And by the time you kill one, like they've summoned three more, so it just becomes yeah. a game of like American football where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to run through this and try to avoid as many enemies as possible. And hopefully there's a lamp on the other side that I can just rest yep. at and be done. <laughs> well, the one, the one that I struggled to find was the one that's like underneath that gives you the upper cathedral ward key. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, in, in that same room, um, I struggled to find her because she's underneath you. <laughs> but um, the first sort of bit where, you have to like sneak through all the cells and stuff. That bit was okay with the bell maiden in there. I mean, the troll man caused me a problem, but they've caused me a problem throughout. Um, but yeah, they, I didn't find it too bad. It was like I say, it's, it's when there was, it's that, that little garden bit with the stairs going down and the amygdala, like zaps up the stairs. Oh man. And does that like that you, bit, they zap it on kind of a weird zigzag thing. So it's really yep. hard to avoid. As soon as I learned the zigzag, I was like, right, well, I'll just tempt all you lovely people down here. And then they all got blown up. Um, <laughs> Three so, Thank you. Thank you yeah, very much. Pretty much. <laughs> and then a load more would get summoned so they'd all get zapped again. But yeah, it was, it was great. Um, but I quite liked that area. The first time I found it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this man's taking me away in his meat bag. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I ran around it and like I was fine with dealing with the generic enemies and then I found like the brain sucker ladies and then I found more meatbag men and I was like yeah this place is too hard for me right now <laughs> yeah, those, so, those damn brain suckers I, had, I have a video uh, on my YouTube showing me trying to run past a couple of them in the um, upper cathedral ward so and um, they they did that little freezy move on me when I was halfway up a ladder and so I just oh. dropped down and they just walked up and started sucking my brains out and I was like you've got to be kidding me like that's not Wait, fair I was on a ladder they're not the brain sucker ladies in the in Yahagul, are they? They're the um the ones that try and cut your eyes out. Oh little, yeah, yeah, the, the angry hag, tiny the hags thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, the, the enemies change depending on when you hit Yargul. Like so, before the before you defeat Rom, if you get there early, like there's some, there's some enemies and you can like unlock shortcuts and things and then get there later. So yeah, it's, it's always kind of weird. What you yeah, think of the Rom fight? By the way, I'm kind of curious. I when I went into it, I was like, oh my god, I'm never going to do this. And then it took me like four attempts, I think, um, maybe five. I can't really remember it. It feels like so long ago now. I just remember <laughs> it being like. I was so angry and like me and me and the, uh, the other, as you put it, like the, the souls buddies, mm-hmm. like I messaged all of them and I was like, Oh my God, like Rom needs to just like go away. I'm, I'm sick of him already. Like, well, I, I was just, I was so wound up by the fact that I felt like I couldn't do any damage. And then once I worked out that you have to just treat it like a Zelda boss and kill all the tiny spiders and well, not all of them, you kill enough to stop it from triggering more. And then you just use ROM to block the tiny ones. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fine then. And then when it does its like slamming electric attack thing, you just roll away. And you roll back in again. So as soon as I got that, I was fine. But I was raging hard like for the first couple of attempts. And I was like, I'm never going to do this. And I just went in and kicked its ass. So it was, it was a weird one. It was very weird. It's a weird um, boss in general. Like that's just a very weird boss design, and it's like being yeah. on that weird ocean floor and with all the weird spiders and <laughs> I don't know. Like I've, I remember getting to it for the first time and like and like even as a someone who had played all of the Souls games up to that point, right? Like I was I was deep into the in, into the worlds. Like I just <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, what is this? Like what the hell yeah. am I even fighting? Like it doesn't. It says Rom the vacuous spider. It doesn't really look like a spider. And I'm counting way more than eight legs. Like what are we even doing here? <laughs> Well, I I was going into it. Which boss did I do before that? I think I'd just done the Shadows of Yarnum. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I went straight into Rom afterwards. Um, and then I realized it was Rom and I backed out because I knew that Rom was, like, the cutoff point for certain areas and certain bosses and things. Like, I, I knew that things would change after Rom because people had told me that. So I was like, right, I'm going to go back and do everything. Um, and the bosses that I'd done prior to that were very much... They were Bloodborne bosses. This I went in and I tried to do it like a Bloodborne boss. And I was like, wait, no, it's, it's just like Zelda. Like that was as soon as I switched my mentality to a Zelda boss where they tend to throw like minor obstacles at you and you have to clear the minor obstacles to be able to go for the big one. I was like, oh, well, that's fine. Then I was just like, take my time with the spiders, treat the spiders like Bloodborne enemies because they attack like them. But then Rom itself attacks like a Zelda boss. Because it didn't really do much. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's it was, funny to hear you say that because you, you described yourself as being very impatient earlier. And, like, that fight, if you're going to clear out all of those spiders every time, requires so much patience for you to, like, slowly and methodically, like, kill. And I just, and I can't do it. I cannot make myself kill all those spiders. <laughs> I just instantly wrote a ROM. And I usually die a couple of times before I get it. But I'm like, it's yeah. still better than killing those stupid spiders. So, Well, I, that was, oh, no, I know what it was that taught me patience. Uh, amygdala. Because I did Amygdala before I did Rom, because mm-hmm. um, I I managed to access the Nightmare Frontier like early apparently, so um, I got in there like at the same time as doing Dark Beast Pal and Shadows of Yarnum. I basically I did it earlier than I should have done, I think, and I was probably under leveled for it. But because I was under leveled, Amygdala's attacks were doing massive damage. But I was like, it's really easy to telegraph, like to see what what moves it's telegraphing, and I was like. If I just sit and watch it and just run in when I can and get a hit in, then it'll be way easier. So that taught me a lot of patience. But yeah, Rom was 
it was just odd. It felt very, um, very out of place. And I know that a lot of people get really stuck on it. Mm-hmm. And although it made me really angry, it, I wasn't stuck for long. It took me an hour or so to do it. Um, and I had to go and farm for vials a few times. But like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't cause me that much of a problem. But I think that's, that's what's so great about when I've been talking to people about Bloodborne. It's like, um, I've really struggled with certain bosses and other people will be like, oh, well, I found that one really easy. What is it that you found hard about it? Like, I think that's really interesting. And having those sorts of discussions with people has been great. Because like the one reborn drove me up the wall. And I was talking to someone, they were like, yeah, I did it first time. Like, I don't understand how, how you found it so hard. Like, it's... I think that was the worst one for me <laughs> for <laughs> making me angry because I, you'd just like throw up on the floor and I'd be like, cool, I'm dead now. Um, <laughs> and that, that was pretty much my experience with it. Um, and other than the very early bosses that took me more attempts because I was learning how it worked, that was the one that took me the longest, like attempts wise. Um, everything else was fine. Like sort of three or four attempts would be enough for me, but, the one reborn, I think it took me like 12, 15 or something, which is quite a lot for later in the game to say that I hadn't struggled with the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, and then, like like I said earlier, Ebriatas is just a whole other ball game. Um, I don't know if I'll manage to do her on this game. I might have to do her on New Game Plus. Um, it's funny because um, doing this show, I'll talk to, obviously, a lot of people about Souls and Bloodborne. And... Um, it's really interesting to me that what bosses trip people up because like I'm yeah. earlier, like Abritus was, was a wall for me. Like I just could not like hundreds of attempts, I think like just over and over and over and over. Um, and then talking to people are like, Oh yeah, like that was so easy. I just like dodged out of the way and you know, da, 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 and you're done. I'm like, okay, well that wasn't like that for me at all. And the same thing goes yeah. for a lot of bosses in, in the souls games. Like as, to this day, like dark beast parl is like my, weakness in bloodborne I, I just cannot cannot kill this thing <laughs> by myself i just can't do it like i've tried so many times and there's something about like the legs or something and like i, I know the mechanics so i just can't do it yeah and, yeah it's but I, I know other people that are like oh yeah i, I can do it a first try no problem like that's easy i genuinely don't remember how i did it i think i summoned <laughs> and the dude that i summoned in wasn't the dude that's immediately outside i don't think mm-hmm. um i think i summoned in someone else because i looked up techniques and it was like oh yeah attack its head and i was like but its head's like miles away from the floor and it doesn't do any attacks where it like slams its head down like the other ones do so i think i think what happened was i summoned someone in and i used fire paper and i just wailed on his back legs (laughs) i think that was just how i did it but when i first went to dark beast pile he literally hit me once and i died and i was like well we won't be doing that yet then (laughs) Um, i'll come back to that later but um the one, the one that's really got me when I've been talking to people is Ligarius. Everyone that I've spoken to has been like, Ligarius is a dick. Like, yeah. I yeah. hate him. He took me ages. And I was like, it, it took me like four attempts, I think. I have this weird pattern where I go in the first time just to see what it is. I'm not attempting to do the boss. I'm like, right, let's sort of scope you out. I'll be intimidated by your, your back skin flailing around. Um, and then like, I'll work out what your attacks are and then I'm going to leave and or die and, <laughs> and then do a proper attempt. So I'll go in for like a little look around and then I'll go in and I'll try it once. And I'm like, right, I either I'll do it then or I'll be like, okay, I need to do this instead. And then I'll do it in the next 
two attempts after that because I think scoping it out and allowing yourself to feel all the feelings that you get when you first go into a boss and just sort of ignoring the first attempt really helps. But yeah, Ligarius, the first time um, I ran in and he did his like skull blast on me and it took off like all my health and I was like, oh my God, why? Um, and then I was trying to dodge around and I was like trying to heal at the same time and I kept getting stuck on the chimneys and stuff. And I was like, okay, this one's going to be tough. I've heard it's really tough. And then I started attacking him. And like on my first run, I think I got him down to 40% or something. I got him to the swords in the sky phase. And I was like, this isn't that difficult. <laughs> and I went, I went um, and put all my arcane damage, like resistance runes on. And I went back in and um, then he like fully, uh, I think he pinned me on something and just smacked me twice and killed me. So that that wasn't even an attempt, but I did count it. And then the next time I went in and I just like hit him real hard and <laughs> it was it was fine. Like I I got to the sword really quickly. I smashed the sword and I just I don't know what happened. I think I might have parried him once. I like <laughs> but I came out and I was like, that was cool. I I really enjoyed that fight. But everyone that I know, like literally everyone, even even my husband was like, nope, he's a dick. You're not going to like him. <laughs> You're not going to like that dude. <laughs> yeah. And he was fine because he was big. He was relatively slow apart from when he's like, oh, I'm going to be real speedy and like slice you up into little pieces. Um, <laughs> so it was just, it was enjoyable. He kept me on my toes and it was, it was a good, it felt like an evenly matched fight because he was like, yeah, I've got magic. And I was like, yeah, but I've got arcane resistance. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but I've got a big, big slicing Thing. I still haven't worked out if it's like a giant sword or a scythe. I think it's a scythe, isn't it? Um, I, I thought it was a sword, but like your guess is as good as mine. Like he uses so much yeah, magic he, in that fight that I can't really tell what's real yeah. and what's what's his dumb magic stuff. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, I've got my big slicey thing," and I was like, "Yeah, but I've got, I've got my cane that I'm just gonna like poke you with from round the other side of the chimney." And like it was just, it was okay. Um, but yeah, so now when people say to me like like what did you think like what were your hardest ones and i'm like oh well supposedly Ligarius is hard but he <laughs> genuinely i was surprised by how quickly i did him because of how much people had told me um about how difficult he was that fight it was, is, is really good for like actually learning the fight like when you first get into it you're gonna ha I, I think everyone has difficulty but like um i was going through the game like actively trying to parry everything i could and uh when he mm -hmm. does that dive bomb attack on you uh, I yeah. found out you can just parry him directly out of it, and it's the most satisfying <laughs> thing in the goddamn world. Like he does this huge swoop, and then you shoot at the right time, and then he's like, Ugh, and then you just stab him in the stomach, and it's so fantastic. I love it. I it just makes, it makes me love that fight so much. I, I I do try to parry, like I really do try hard, but I'll shoot and they won't do anything, and then I'll shoot and I'll parry them, and I'll be like, oh my god, and I'll run across and like try to do the visceral on them. And um, because I'm running, it just does like a swipe. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just wasted that. Like it would have taken off so much health, but I just do like a little, little tiny slice as opposed to like a, I'm going to punch you and like tear your heart out kind of thing, <laughs> um, which is super satisfying when I manage to do it. I'm like, yes, but <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious, uh, since this was your first Souls game, um, or and I know it's not Souls, but whatever. Um, 
since this was your first time with one of these games, like the way that these games deliver story is so bizarre and different from most other games, right? Like most other games are kind of putting their narrative right in your face where um, Bloodborne kind of hides that stuff throughout their item descriptions and through like weird lore things that you just like weird lore post-it notes that you find laying around in the world from people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how much did you get into the story of, of, of the game or, or did you not at all? So uh, pre-ROM, I was like, I can feel how close I am to like a story drop. And I was like, I, I could almost like feel it on my fingertips. It was just out of reach. And I was like, I'd worked things out, but I hadn't linked it all together. If that makes sense. Like I'd worked out that there was like the presence of the great ones and that the old blood was transforming people into beasts. And there was something to do with the surrogates of the old ones that like they were the people, but the, old blood had to be used to do something like it was that was my level of thinking I was like I'm I feel like I'm missing something I feel like I'm not quite there and I thought that Rom would give me that so I was like really into the story pre-Rom I was like oh my god like I'm I can feel it I'm so close and even now I still don't fully understand what's happened in the game (laughs) um I know I've got a lot of reading around everything to do but like I was having a conversation with my husband about this last night because I said, like, I, I feel like I'm missing something. And he was like, that's why Bloodborne's so good because you can either read into it way more than is expected of you and have all these theories and the this backstory that you almost make up or you can just take it for what it is, that they're injecting themselves with, like, some crazy, like, alien blood that's turning them into monsters. And it's as simple as that, like... I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm trying to work out what the motives of all the different people are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But I loved how it did it. I went digging for everything. I was like, I'm going to read all these tiny little bits of flavor text on all these useless items and stuff. And <laughs> I was really, really into it. I love narrative driven games. And mm-hmm. this was like a really fresh, for me anyway, a really fresh kind of take on what a narrative should be. Um, so yeah, I found it really, really interesting. But the amount of people that I've spoken to that are like, I have no idea what happened in that game. And I'm like, no, I don't think I do either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really easy to, uh, I found it very difficult to to piece, piece these stories together. Um, I, I've shared this story on the podcast before, so listeners apologize for repeating myself. But uh, in Dark Souls 2, when Dark Souls 2 came out, I was like, okay, like every this is a new Souls game. Everybody's on the same page. So I'm going to sit down and I like got a notebook out. And I like sit down, I'm going to make lore notes and I'm going to make a lore video and I'm going to connect all of these dots and it's going to be great. And um, like two years later, I found that notebook and I had literally written down like Firelink Shrine question mark. And that was it. Like, I, just, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of that. And like it's there. Like and I, and I could reasonably tell you the story now, like after talking about it a whole lot. But um, it's one of those things where I just putting like putting all those pieces together, like stringing that yeah. red yarn between all of these disparate things to make a story is just not my strong suit. And um Thank God there are people out there that 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 do that, like the the Richard Pill memes of the world that put all that stuff together um, and make stories out of it. So, yeah, like I I'm big into that kind of stuff. I'm I really like finding out little tiny bits of information and being like, oh, that's how that fits in. And like I've always loved that. That's why I love um, like great big RPG games and stuff because there's so much to find and piece together. And um, yeah, it was. Like, I think, like you say, it's when you discuss things with other people, it then, the story comes about in your head. 
um, you have to have those discussion periods with people and you have to say, well, I think this is what this means. And then they'll say, well, I found this thing that kind of disproves that, but it also means that this is a thing instead. And it's, I just think it's, it's really interesting how they've chosen to do the narrative, like on the surface, like I say, uh, like I said earlier, on the surface, it is a, like people are injecting themselves with eldritch blood and it's turning them into beasts. But I've got questions about who's the infant? Why does it tell you to slay the infant? Where is the infant? I heard it crying and then it turned into some spider bird reaper creature. And like, <laughs> like this is, all of these are questions that I still have unanswered. And I'm hoping I get a bit more from the true ending, which I know I know what the bosses are, but I don't know what the cutscenes entail, if that makes sense. Like, I know what the ending is, but I don't know the details of it. Um, and also, I don't know what happens after you kill the moon presence, which is an interesting one. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's really bizarre and crazy. But yeah, like, I'm... I'm hoping that that will then make everything make sense. Because like I say, for the last... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> for the last few weeks, I've just been like, I, f- I felt like I'm so close to the story. Like, I'm so close to working it all out and I'm going to get that penny drop and then it will all make sense. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but why would it? Why would they make it that easy for you? <laughs> um, but I have to say, reading, I got four umbilical cords. Um mm-hmm going through it and I was talking to someone the other day and they were like wait what you got four and I was like yeah and they've all got different descriptions on them yep. which made that was my most recent story development because they all say something different but they all contribute to the overall story because that's what the whole I mean, it tells you right at the start doesn't it that somewhere something says about like uh, it's when you find the first umbilical cord when it says about the uh, every great one loses its child and needs a surrogate mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, well, are they using the blood to like create the surrogates? Or like, I just, I'm, I'm asking so many questions and the game is not giving me any answers. <laughs> and it's really frustrating. <laughs> well, you can, you can yeah. dig deep enough and, and put it together. Cause there's um, like, there's, there's a lot of resources online that will just like completely outline everything that happens in that game. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's one guy um, and I can never remember the dude's name, uh, but he wrote like an 80 page manifesto. That's wow. L- relatively largely accepted to be like, okay, this is the events of bloodborne as we know them, including like the DLC, like this is the timeline. This is the chronology, the chronology of everything. So um, I, sh- I should probably get him on this podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what do you like af- now that you're, I know you're not done with the game. Like you still have some stuff left to, to explore and do, um, what do you want to see like going forward? Like, are you going to, d- is this going to inspire you to go back and I know you played a little bit of dark souls one. Are you going to go back and like play all of these games now? Or are you um, gonna, like, what, what do you want to see out of, are you excited about a potential bloodborne two, which everyone keeps talking about that's never yes. going to happen? <laughs> Oh, no, I want it to happen. It has to. Now that I'm in there, I need more. <laughs> like, I need it. Um, I'll probably do uh, Dark Souls 3 next because I've heard it's a lot more um, a lot more on the accessible side than Dark Souls 2 is. But, like, we, we've got them all. So I'm sure I'll take on all of them at some point. But um, I don't know about Demon's Souls. I don't know if I'll ever attempt that because I've heard it's, like, hard as nails. Um, 
but I've heard that there's some really good creepy moments because that's what I've enjoyed so much about Bloodborne. I've enjoyed the the horror aspect of it. Um, so I might go into Demon's Souls, but yeah, I think Dark Souls 3 is next on the cards. And then I just, I really want a Bloodborne 2. After playing this, I've really, really enjoyed it. And I wasn't expecting to enjoy it so much because I took it on its face value of it's a monster hunting game and didn't expect it to have this um, eldritch aspect to it. But yeah, I've that's what I want to see next. More Bloodborne. <laughs> All the Bloodborne. <laughs> All the Bloodborne in the world. Yeah. I'll say if it if it encourages you to do so, uh, Demon Souls makes use of horror in a, in a really fantastic way, specifically like one certain level. Uh, and I have heard about that level. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's my favorite. Um, when when Bonfire Side Chat was like, "Hey, we're going to do a Demon Soul season. What episode do you want to be on?" And I was like, um, "Tower of Latria, please. I would love to be on Tower of Latria." Um, but uh, it's it's people say that it's it's hard, but it's compared to the later games like um like the the bosses go down fairly easy um the only thing that's really difficult about it are some of the weird mechanics in the game that yeah like you probably saw gav tweeting about it earlier trying to figure out world tendency and then being like fuck it i'm off <laughs> like i'm not i'm not yeah. gonna bother with it and it's that kind of stuff that's hard with that game the actual mechanics are i think very easy it's probably one of the most one of the easier games to get into um especially if you, think- you know, have a little bit of guidance so yeah i think it's also quite difficult because like when you've got a game series like if we're if we're counting the souls games as a series um which then they're not quite but they're enough of a series like it's the first iteration it's always going to be a bit rough and from like my previous experiences of playing the later games in a series and then going back to play the first one because i'm like oh that'd be really cool it's never been a good experience (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's one of those things where i'm like i might do it one day purely for the um the like the reveals I guess that you get mm. in it and the the horror aspect. Um like I would love to go through like the the dark tunnels and stuff and like it, it would scare the shit out of me. But like <laughs> I love I love having that. So maybe one day I'll do it. But yeah, for now I'd be happy with like another another iteration of Bloodborne before I I could even do that before I play the rest of the Souls games. I think I could. Yeah, I could that, just wait for that. <laughs> if that got announced, like I, I would tell you, like just play that. <laughs> like if that got announced, it was coming out uh, relatively soon. I'd be like, just just play that. It's going to be great. I'm so. hoping. I'm hoping at PSX they'll be like, ah, oh, Bloodborne Two is coming out in March, and we'll all be like, yay. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting since like E3 because that's what. It, like, oh man, in E3 they're going to announce it. No, 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 it's going to be TGS, yeah. and now everyone's like, no, it's going to be PSX, definitely PSX. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for any kind of From Software announcement. Oh. Yeah, but well, they, they like to do that, don't they? They just like drop the game. They're like, it's coming out soon. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, where has this come from? Um, I like that way better than the alternative, which is like hyping up a, a game for years before it's released. Like, oh. I, I like just hearing about it and being like, oh, this is coming out in six months. Great, cool. Yeah, that's, that's my one thing about um, The Last of Us 2. Them announcing that so early. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why do you do this to me? <laughs> I need oh, to go back yeah. through and uh, I, I just downloaded the... Um, the DLC for the last of us or like the, uh, I forget what it's called. So forgive me, but, um, left behind. Left the behind. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go play that. I just downloaded it. So I'm looking forward to that. It's only about two and a half, three hours. So you can get it done in an evening easily. Yeah. I, um, I think I did it in one like, thing. Sit down and do all the way through in one, in one shot. Like I want to yeah. do, do the whole thing. 
it's way more emotional than the main game as well. <laughs> oh, jeez, because the main game is, is not, like, easy on your emotions, right? Like, it's not... No, but you, you know what's coming. Because it's a prequel, you know what's coming. Yeah, so it's, like, yeah. it's really hard to play through at points, and you're like, oh, why? <laughs> why, Naughty Dog? <laughs> well, yeah. Ellie, thank you so much for your time this morning. I, I really appreciate it. Um, can you tell people where you can be found on the internet, should they choose to find you? Um, at the moment, I'm at Ellie Joy Panic on Twitter, um that's about all i really do at the moment i have a blog which can be found through twitter and i have a youtube page that has two videos on it um, <laughs> but yeah ellie joy panic on twitter um and on instagram as well i guess Excellent. But, yeah um i just want to say that's a, it's an extremely pro follow i've been following you a long time uh, as part of the crazy cool dark souls community that has sprung up around uh, over twitter around various podcasts yeah. and, things. and uh it's, it's, it's been a delight so yeah yeah it's, it's been lovely to finally chat about souls thank you for having me this is a long time coming <laughs> um yep as always i've been your host jeremy greer you can find me on twitter at jg greer you can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com there you can find links to all of the various social medias including our instagram where you can find very brief previews of each each and every episode in case you don't want to commit a full hour of your time. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for the uh, recent iTunes reviews. That helps us out a lot. Boosts us up in the charts and lets more people get exposed to the show. Uh, I do have uh, guest slots open right now. So if you go to don'tgiveupskeleton.com slash contact, uh, send me a message. Um, don't just send me a message that says, hey, I want to be on the podcast. Like actually put a little thought and work to work into it because I get a lot of these and I, w- I want to make sure I pick good guests. Uh, so, but definitely do that. And remember, Don't give up, skeleton. And we're good.